Welcome back to another episode of the Brown Body Health and Fitness Podcast. I'm so glad that you're joining us today. Today, I'm joined by Stevie Ciccarello to discuss how she has cultivated a persevering mindset through her personal health challenges. Stevie has faced a lot of challenges, as she'll be discussing today, and those include autoimmune diseases, blood clots in her legs and lungs, and so much more. She has overcome those challenges that once held her back, and she is now living a very healthy, fit, and active lifestyle while studying to become a registered dietitian. Stevie's sharing her journey on social media, on TikTok, and Instagram. Before we get to this episode, here's a quick word from one of our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by CTM Band and CTM Recovery Products. These are the exact soft tissue recovery tools that I'm using on myself and with my patients day in and day out. CTM Band was founded by Dr. Kyle Bowling, a sports medicine practitioner who treats professional athletes, and he was a former guest on the Brawn Body Health and Fitness Podcast. You can check out his website at the link below and use the coupon code BRAWN10 to save 10% off your order from CTM Band. Stevie, welcome to the podcast. Really excited to have you on today. Hi, thank you for having me. For people who haven't seen you on Instagram or TikTok or that sort of thing, would you mind sharing a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, that sort of thing? Yeah, so my name is Stevie. Um, I live in Connecticut. I'm 19 years old and I'm kind of making my way into the fitness world, um, trying to share on TikTok and on Instagram a little bit. Um, I'm a college student. I'm hoping to become a dietitian in the future if or maybe like an influencer on TikTok or Instagram, that's definitely a goal. Um, but yeah, I'm just trying to get out there, share some information and pos- positivity. For sure, and it seems like you're very passionate about helping other people achieve their goals and really pouring into others. I'm curious, how did you get started with fitness? What brought you into the world of fitness and working out and that sort of thing? Um, well, I've always been an active kid. I mean, I played sports um, ever since I can remember. I love playing outside. So I've always been active. And then like I had a moment where I stopped for a bit and then, you know, got back into things. And it was really um, after I experienced some like health issues, I got some blood clots and had some other issues. And kind of the best thing for that is to just stay active because if you're laying around, it's not really good for your body. So um, during quarantine, I decided to, you know, take initiative and I just did some simple stuff like core exercises, um, just stuff at home, obviously, because the gyms weren't open, some cardio and just some like light um, lifting. And then you know, as the gym started opening back up, I decided, hey, maybe I'll join a gym and, you know, (laughs) see where this goes. So in September of 2021, I joined a gym and that's when, you know, I started taking everything more seriously and my fitness started kind of taking off and I was becoming more and more educated and, and that's where I kind of am now. For sure. And you've since been sharing that journey every step of the way online. I'm curious, though, about that moment where you stopped and paused and you mentioned you had some health issues and you brought up blood clots. And it's pretty rare for a girl in her you know, teens, for that matter, 
to have issues with things like blood clots. So I'm curious, would you mind kind of diving in a little bit more about what was going on there and what happened? Yeah, so um, I've had kind of some health issues ever since like I was born, I wanna say. Um, I got diagnosed with an autoimmune disease at 15 that affected my colon and then you know, struggled a little bit there, then got diagnosed with a liver disease, I think a year later. And then I think this was in 2018, I like had really bad pains in my leg and, you know, no one was expecting it for be to like a kid to have blood clots. So my doctors weren't really like expecting that. They said, maybe it's from the medicine you're taking, maybe it's growing pains, like it could be anything. So um, one day I kind of just all blew up and I had to be rushed to the emergency room and I still had no clue what it was, but when I got there, um, there were doctors surrounding me and <laughs> they said, you have a blood clot in your leg and in your lungs as well. So we need to go to emergency surgery. Um, they said, you might lose your leg. You might not. We don't know. <laughs> um, You'll see when you wake up, I guess. So that happened. <laughs> I was just kind of, I had no really feelings about it, probably because all the pain meds I was on, I was just laying there like, okay, <laughs> like this is happening. <laughs> my family was freaking out. Uh, my leg was dark blue and I had absolutely no feeling in it. Um, so yeah, I went to surgery and I ended up keeping my leg, which was a relief. Um, I just had gotten a fasciotomy, which is a surgery where they cut both sides to uh, release the pressure and stuff. So my leg wouldn't like completely die. Um, so after that, I experienced a few other blood clots, but they weren't so bad. I cut them early because this time I knew <laughs> what to expect and didn't have that bad of an outcome. Um, so now I'm just on blood thinner medication and kind of just watch my body. Wow, that is a crazy story, especially being, you know, a teenage girl going into the ER being told, hey, uh, when you wake up, you might not have a leg. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> Holy cow. I'm curious, did you have any like factor five deficiency or anything that contributed to the blood clotting issue that you know of? Um, well, they did say I had May Therner's disease, which is like the vein in my leg was getting crushed between two other things, not really sure what. And then they said my ulcerative colitis could have played a role in this because I was having a flare up. And then they also said like a year later that I had a protein S deficiency in my blood. But then they ended up saying that I didn't have one. So it's kind of a mystery. Geez, sounds like you've had a lot of stuff that you've gone through and you're left with a whole bunch of questions and uh, not a whole lot of answers. That is absolutely wild. How did you like stay strong throughout all that? Because that's a lot to go through, girl. <laughs> well, I've always had just like a persevering mindset. I've always had like, okay, this is happening and I'm going to get through it. Ever since, you know, I was a kid, I was really tough and I didn't really like to show my emotions on the outside much so I was just like okay like I have to be strong I'm gonna get through it because there's really no other choice if I just sit and want to cry and say I like this is hard 
it's not going to help me. I just have to, you know, toughen it out, just get through it to the other side. For sure. And that's something that I feel is very rare amongst younger people these days, or at least you hear about it being harder to find people like that, right? The ability to recognize that you have to put in a lot of hard work and dedication and what I call sweat equity to change your situation from where you are now to where you want to be. Mm -hmm. And I think that speaks volumes about you and your character, the fact that you understood that and recognized that it wasn't going to, you know, just happen overnight and you weren't just going to be able to sit on your butt and wait for things to get better. You actually had to take initiative and do something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely wasn't easy, but, you know, I pushed through it. For sure. And you said that was part of the reason that you got into working out and fitness at home. Yeah. So, um, you know, a big like part of getting blood clots, I mean, it makes it more easy if you're just laying around all day, like laying in bed, sitting in your room, not really doing much. And prior to getting blood clots, you know, I used to lay in my bed all the time. And (laughs) looking back, I'm like, that was a mistake. I should have never done that. But um, so as I started working out during quarantine, um, I would have like ultrasounds with my surgeon. I have them every year. And he was saying like, as I'm working out, I have a stent in my leg. So he would look at the stent and see if there was blockages or whatnot. And as I was working out, like he was saying that it was looking better and better each time. So I was like, wow, like maybe this is really something like I need to stick to like, not just for my physical health, but my mental health as well. For sure. I feel like everyone faced a ton of mental health challenges throughout that quarantine time when you were at home and not really doing as much with friends and that sort of thing. I'm curious, did you start your social media channels at that point? And was that kind of a outlet for you or? Um, I had a TikTok account ever since like TikTok was a thing. I think what 2017 um but I didn't really post much just because like I was kind of scared like of the judgment you know everyone was like if you got if you posted on TikTok like people would judge you especially if like you were getting views and stuff people would judge you out of I guess jealousy or whatnot so I was like uh maybe I shouldn't like people are kind of like being weird about the TikTok posting and it started actually a few months ago and me and my friend uh joined a new gym and it was like wicked nice we were super excited and we were like okay we need to like if we want to do this we need to do it like it's not just gonna happen so we started recording each other as we were working out and we started to put some tiktoks together and post them and kind of took us a while to learn what like people wanted to see and what videos would do well and what videos wouldn't I'm still learning to this day but yeah we started recording I think around I want to say December of 2021 and yeah kind of just not blew up but gained some attention from there for sure so how did you work to overcome that kind of feeling of other people are going to judge me for this like was that something that scared you or did you end up kind of using that as like motivation to continue moving forward um a little bit of both 
you know, I would look at other influencer social media that I looked up to and I was, I would just think like, hey, if these people can do this, like, why can't I? I have to start somewhere. Everybody has a starting point. I'm not just going to have a million followers overnight. So if I want to do this and if this has, or if this is going to be a goal for me, then I just have to do it and not really care about um, the judgment of others. Definitely. And I think that when other people judge you, it's almost like a compliment in a way, because I, I look at it as you're being successful at something that they want to do, but they aren't doing. Maybe they tried it and failed at it and failures what stood and they didn't revisit it. Yeah. Maybe they, you know, never even tried. Maybe they're still twiddling their thumbs thinking about doing it. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, you took action and did the thing that they were scared to do. Yeah, for sure. So what have you found to be successful across TikTok so far? Anything more than others? I think the shorter, more simple videos have been like more successful for me. Just ones that would show like, oh, like these are my stretches for the day or my three favorite ab workouts, three favorite glute workouts. Just the, you know, simple ones that get straight to the point because nowadays it's kind of sad, but the attention span of people is just not there. So <laughs> keep it short and simple and straight to the point. And I think it gets more attention. For sure. And I feel like you almost need something like eye catching or appealing to get people right away. Exactly. And if you don't have it, they just keep swiping. Exactly. What else have you learned along your TikTok journey, I'll say, about having a social media channel and thousands and thousands of people that follow you? I mean, I learned that a lot of people <laughs> like have seen my videos. I didn't really realize it, but my friend <laughs> um, <laughs> has a friend that lives in Atlanta, Georgia saying, oh, like there's this girl I see on my For You page. Um, she goes to a gym. Like, is it the one you work at? And it turns out like he was friends with one of my friends at the gym and <laughs> lived all the way in Atlanta. I was like, okay, like, this is crazy. <laughs> this is kind of weird. Yeah. I, um, I still remember the first time someone came up to me in the gym and they go, man, I love your podcast. And I was just like, wait a sec, wait a second. Who are you again? <laughs> um, crazy yeah and then the guy like gives me his name and I'm like oh yeah yeah I remember you meanwhile I like run into the bathroom real quick pull up the phone with the Instagram and I'm like wait a second who is this guy who is this guy looking through the followers and yeah it's it's amazing how you know you put something online and you never know who's gonna see it and sometimes that might be scary but sometimes it's also kind of exciting right like you know in your case you've got you know let's say 11 12,000 people that follow you right now can you imagine what 11, 12,000 people looks like if you put them all in front of you? Like just how many people that I is? Know. The other night I was actually like trying to imagine that. And I was like, holy crap, like this number looks so small, but like in front of me, it's like so large. Like it's kind of insane. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Has there been any like negativity, like negative comments or negative remarks or anything like that? It's kind of been sent your way since you started the TikTok and all that. Um, yeah, I mean, there have been some negative comments, like one saying, oh, like you definitely do this for attention or like your views are definitely low if you're posting this. But 
none of the comments like really get to me obviously <laughs> i uh think i have like a strong front so i don't really didn't i don't let them like penetrate my skin or anything i'm just like eh, <laughs> whatever people are always gonna talk so what can you do yeah exactly just kind of brush them aside and continue on with what you're doing because it seems like it's working so far yeah exactly so when it comes to the gym what do you bring to the gym what's in your gym bag what's your kind of essential kit um don't really bring much I usually just bring like my backpack it's like a Vans backpack pretty beat up and old <laughs> um I have my water bottle in there, obviously, because um, hydration. <laughs> I have my AirPods because if I don't listen to my music, I really cannot focus at all. And if I'm not focusing, then the gym day to me was not a success, which is unfortunate that my mindset's like that, but that's how it is. Um, I usually bring like an extra pair of clothes just in case, obviously a sweatshirt, if I'm like cold or anything and then sometimes like a snack if I get hungry like a protein bar or a granola bar and that's pretty much it kind of so, basic so no creatine or dry scoop in pre-workout or anything like that <laughs> um I don't really take pre-workout because caffeine really does affect my stomach and I actually just started taking creatine a few days ago so <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy I can you know hop on that boat so how's the creatine journey been so far for lack of a better way to put it I think it's been good uh, I haven't really been able to go to the gym unfortunately in two weeks because I had surgery so on Monday oh, I can go back I've been like dying dying at my house to go back but I like went the other day and did some body weight stuff but just wasn't the same but I don't know. For right now, I'm just taking the creatine just to, you know, get it in my system. Kind of flipping back to the TikTok for a second. How do you go about making content and that sort of thing when you're not actively going to the gym as much? So I've been trying. I actually posted a couple of videos, um, one of them being like my mobility stretching routine and everything. So it's been really hard. I've been really trying to come up with ideas like what can I do to keep content coming but not actually go to the gym. So I came up with that, which I don't think was a bad idea. I mean, it got some attention. I still need to think. I, it's kind of hard to think of ideas when I can't really do much. <laughs> for sure, for sure. And I feel like that's a problem a lot of people run into, myself included, is like I start like recording workouts or something like that and then I get in a phase where I'm not working out as much or I just forget to record stuff because you know I'm there to work out firsthand not necessarily record the whole thing exactly. and next thing you know I fall behind and I'm just like twiddling my thumbs like well um here's this picture from three years ago maybe I can use that for something <laughs> yeah exactly I thought like going into this I was always like oh yeah like that's super easy like I'll have no problem with that but it's kind of just like another stressor in a way. I mean, I love doing it, but it's hard when you go to the gym, stopping and recording your set or making the videos after the gym or even just coming up with ideas. It's a lot of creativity. For sure. And at least in my case, that's something I kind of lack for the, for the most part. Uh -huh. 
uh, going back to the gym, we we're talking about your bag and what you bring to the gym. I'm curious, what's your go-to for workouts? Is there something that you like working out more than others or what's your current split looking like? Um, so Mondays I usually have back and chest and I love doing my back. I love the way it looks. I love the way it feels. Um, so it's really fun. Um, Tuesday I have glutes and hamstrings, which is also, I love doing that, but I'm always completely dead after that day because lower body just kills me every time. <laughs> um, Wednesday, I have biceps, triceps, shoulders. I also love shoulder exercises. I find them very satisfying and I can feel them a lot. So it feels more rewarding. Um, Thursday, I have quad focused, which isn't my favorite, but you know, gotta do what you gotta do. Um, Friday, I try to do either active recovery. So just like stretching, walking on the treadmill or I try to do some cardio. So that's switched between um, Sunday and Saturday. I mean, Friday and Saturday, sorry. And then Sunday, I either just rest or do full legs. Jeez, no days off for you for the most part. <laughs> What's your go-to for back day? Um, I love face pulls. I also love just anything where I can like squeeze my back and feel <laughs> <laughs> it just like feels so good. I've also been working on my pull-up. So that's kind of just like my whole upper body, which is difficult, but I'm getting there. I don't know how it's going to look after I go back <laughs> after three weeks. <laughs> for sure. For sure. And I'm sure you'll be busting out the pull-ups in no time. I mean, you've got a good, strong work ethic and it seems like you're crushing all the other exercises that you had been doing before. How about when it comes to glutes and legs in general? You said that's another one of your favorites. What your, what's your go-tos there? Yeah, so single leg RDLs are definitely something that I try to do every time I um, hit my glutes and hamstrings. Um, same with, you know, hip thrusts, because those are just like heavy weight and you can really feel them. I should probably squat more, but doing the squat, like squatting with barbell, like it really hurts my whole body. So <laughs> I try to listen to my body and I'm like, you know, if this is hurting you you probably shouldn't be doing this um I also do hamstring curls which is a good one RDLs regular and Bulgarian split squats are also like a go-to are, are they a favorite or do you just do them because you like what they do for you um you know I used to not like Bulgarian split squats <laughs> but now they're they're becoming a favorite I had someone earlier today, actually, who I was working with, and we were working a lot on leg-based stuff, a lot of quad loading. And I go, have you ever done Bulgarian split squats? And the guy's like, no, what are those? So naturally, I had to introduce him to split squats. And we started just body weight. And he was amazed at what that did just over and over again. You know, I think we were doing like 12 to 15 reps but just how gassed his legs got and how it made everything shake just by doing like, you know, a new movement, something you haven't done before, but specifically the split squats, they're challenging. Oh, it's insane. I remember at my old gym, I never wanted to do them. I tried to avoid them at all costs, but now I'm like, all right, like, let's go, let's get this done. Have any one of those exercises more than others helped you to kind of like develop tone and shape your physique, you think? 
I do a bad job at like really noticing what helps me, but I know when I do RDLs, I feel it like a lot more than I do other exercises. And same with Bulgarian sports squats. I really feel it like just everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) And when it comes to your mobility stuff, you said that you've been posting a lot more of that. What are your go-tos when it comes to mobility and making sure you hit that full range in the gym? Um, I like to do like holding on to something and then swinging my leg like back and forth as high as I can go and do both legs or swinging it side to side. Um, I also like to do like lunges, side lunges as well, and kind of just shift my body weight and like stretch my legs and everything. The butterfly, like, (laughs) you know how you sit and put your feet together. Yeah, I'm terrible (laughs) at that one. (laughs) Just flutter your legs or like push your legs down with your elbows or try to touch your face to your feet. You know, just like lunges really helps me a lot. Even if it's just doing lunges, like walking back and forth, kind of, I don't know how to explain this one, but it's like you sit on one of your legs kind of and put one of your legs behind you and like lean forward really helps like stretch. Yeah. I, I always struggle with things like the um, butterfly and that sort of thing. And it's amazing how much of a benefit hitting those mobility exercises that you struggle with can have for you in the gym, right? Because if you suck at them, you probably need to be doing them. And those are the movements, especially that can have good carryover into things like your squats, your deadlift, that sort of thing. Um, So it's essential to hit them, but it's not necessarily the most enjoyable. So it's one of those necessary evil things, kind of like cardio. Yeah, exactly. They're important. People don't realize it. So what does the party scene look like for you as a 19-year-old girl here with the fitness? Are you able to go out every weekend and enjoy yourself? Or are you kind of like, yeah, once in a while, I'll go out, have fun, and that'll be that? Leading up till, I want to say March, every weekend, like the whole winter, every weekend I was out with my friends, you know, partying, Fridays and Saturdays, everything in moderation, I would say, but it was extremely fun and I would just like you know use the weekend to have my fun time and do whatever and then bunker down during the week and really focus on my school and my fitness and everything then as like March came I didn't really party at all um until I went to Florida and that was like my five days of partying and I was like okay I cannot wait to get back into the gym one in Rome right <laughs> yeah exactly and then ever since then I've kind of been laying low I haven't really been going out much um not really doing much except going to the gym and really focusing but I mean it is extremely possible to have your fun on the weekend and then get back into the gym during the week it's just I like to say like everything in moderation. For sure. And at least from my experience, I feel like doing things in the gym and staying fit and active during the week actually makes that party life a little bit more enjoyable on the weekends. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's important to balance the quality and quantity of things, right? So if I can put my time in in the gym during the week, and then if I want to go out on the weekend, it's a lot better than if I was just kind of sitting around all week and then eventually decided, yeah, I'll go out. Um, I, I feel like that quality piece plays a major role in it, in addition to all the other benefits that you get from exercising. 
for sure. What's the future look like for you, Stevie? What's kind of on the horizon here? You mentioned that you are interested in doing like fitness influencer type stuff. Is that your next goal or main thing at this point? Um, yeah, I definitely have goals for um, fitness and influencing. Um, <laughs> I've been talking to my parents, which they don't really fully understand how. <laughs> <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> they don't really understand how powerful social media can be um so i told my mom i was like mom like i have 10,000 followers on tiktok like isn't that insane and she's like yeah like i'm so happy for you and i told her about the podcast and how different companies have been reaching out to me and stuff so it's definitely a goal of mine to you know make this almost like a job i <laughs> ever since i was little i've always dreamed of like having my own YouTube channel or just being an influencer of um, any sort. So um, I'm very passionate about working out, obviously. So I really want to make my way up and just become like a popular, you know, workout influencer and maybe like a travel influencer as well, stuff like that. So fitness, but, uh, travel and lifestyle, huh? Yeah, for sure. So that's definitely a goal of mine. Um, I set different goals for myself. I try to every month. I mean, I guess that helps me, like pushes me along the way because I am passionate about it. So I just want to keep working towards it. Where did the goal setting come from? Was that something that you started yourself or did someone encourage you? Or Yeah, so I started it myself. Um, I think when the new year came around, I was like, okay, like this is when... I guess a fresh start people like to think and I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna you know change up something so on the day or new year's day I wrote I wrote myself like a goal sheet for the year with everything like money influencing like workout health traveling like a bunch of stuff and I wrote down my goals and then I also made like a goal board and I hung it in my room with just a bunch of pictures that I wanted because I was just, you know, bored and motivated that day. So I also um, put, like, made a type of, like, goal board, and I put it as my lock screen on my phone. So I would always have, like, that reminder, because I'm looking at my phone the most. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, so I definitely am motivated when it comes to stuff that I am passionate about. I mean, if I could pick influencing over school and a normal job, I definitely would because <laughs> I do not want to be tied down, but I would love to, you know, continue my journey. You mean you don't like school? What? <laughs> not really. <laughs> wow. You're like the first person to ever say that. My mind is blown here. Is there anything else you want to share with those listening to this podcast episode today, Stevie, or any kind of closing thoughts, closing remarks? Um. I would say to, you know, not be scared of judgment from other people because that was kind of my main block when I was getting started with this all. But now that all that negative energy is gone, you know, I can finally get started on my journey. And the only person stopping you is yourself. For sure. And I, I think a great thing to keep in mind too is you can literally like you, your possibilities for content are limitless 
-hmm. And just because you think it might not be a good idea doesn't mean it actually isn't a good idea. Like Exactly. And TikTok is such a wide platform. You could literally post anything and gain attention from it. For sure. And I, I feel like you never know what's going to happen. Like I've posted videos before that literally get like 100 views. And I've posted like random stupid stuff that gets like 30, 40,000. And I can't figure out why it is. I, I can't make heads or tails of it. But it, it's amazing how just creating content and being consistent and posting over and over again can have such an amazing effect for you. Exactly. Stevie, where can people find you? We've talked so much about your TikTok. Where can people <laughs> find you and follow you? My TikTok is Stevie Chicarello zero and my Instagram is just Stevie Chicarello. Awesome. We'll link to those below just in case you didn't quite catch them and you want to check out Stevie's pages. Stevie, this has been an amazing time talking all things social media and fitness with you. Really appreciate it and looking forward to talking with you again soon. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Brown Body Health and Fitness Podcast. If you like this episode, please make sure you subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform and share this episode with a friend who you think would enjoy hearing it. Additionally, if you want to help support this podcast and keep future episodes going, please check out our links below where you can support us directly or through engaging in any of our affiliate marketing links. Last, please make sure you check us out on social media at Braun Body and leave a five-star review, especially if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify.